1: And welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania podcast. Another impact review from the fifteenth of November, two thousand eighteen. The first of the Las Vegas tapings of. I am joined, of course, by Garth Jackson. How are you, my friend?
0: Hello, hello. Yeah, good. Yeah, an um, interesting week of wrestling.
1: <laughs> it certainly was. There was massive, massive ups. Some interesting downs, and so yeah. Right, um, <laughs> but yeah. Overall, it's been a good, solid week of wrestling. Yeah. Um, Apart from this impact
0: show, Garth. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit sort of uh, lacklustre.
1: <laughs> I think lacklustre is a fantastic word for it. It was... I said to you very, very briefly that there was five matches on this card. Um, yeah. Two of which didn't go above four minutes. <laughs> um, but... Not one of these matches was memorable, and um, no. even the main event, which I was so looking forward to, just was so flat.
0: Yeah,
1: and was just
0: yeah, it was just a, a plot point.
1: Yeah, everything. None of the matches mattered. It was the bits that followed afterwards, mm. and nowhere is this more apparent than the very, very first match.
0: Yeah,
1: um, Tessa Blanchard comes out um before we start with this match how cool were the new impact
0: graphics i like that yeah yeah not, like all the red stuff and like neon yeah it looked yeah, really cool. cool i noticed a few of the sort of um a few of the talent had slightly different sort of logos or entrances as well
1: yeah yeah it was good um you've got don Callis playing with chips which i thought was quite nice <laughs> And then you've got a lovely bit where he flicks one and Josh Matthews catches it later in the night. (laughs) And Tom Giles seems genuinely surprised. Like, you can't catch. Um, Which is quite nice. I thought that, you know, they all seem quite relaxed. I liked the parquet wood flooring. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I thought that that, added a a different vibe to it. Um, But overall, I I like the way that they're sort of building Vegas anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this first match. Knockouts champion Tessa Blanchard taking on a jobber uh, Ray yeah. Lynn. Um standard fare.
0: Totally. Yeah. I think
1: it's easy I think it's um I think it's easy to say that this is this set the scene for the rest of the show. Yeah.
0: Just getting getting Tessa over another win.
1: Yeah, exactly. You want to try and make your champion look strong. Obviously, um why sacrifice a woman on your Knockouts roster when you can sacrifice a jobber? Um, Ray Ling got a relative amount of offense in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very much Tessa Blanche's match.
0: Yeah, Tessa was hitting all the big moves, like the, she did a really good aim, like a sort of press slam.
1: Yes, yeah, she did. And it
0: like did a buckle bomb stuff like
1: that. Yeah, she did. They, yeah. they did everything they could, Josh Matthews and Don Cowers, to avoid calling it a buckle bomb, which yeah. was quite. I think they called it a turnbuckle power slam. Yeah. Which just, just call it a buck up on. That's what it is. Um and yeah, eventually Tessa went over with the buzzsaw DDT. It's st- standard, you know, just over 3 minutes. I don't think yeah. we were expecting a world beater here. However, after the match, um Tessa lays into Tay Valkyrie. Yeah. <laughs> um which I think we all knew was coming after Tay had called Tessa, you know, entitled Um she said, Tessa, this is she said that Tyre was living on the fact that she was Johnny's wife. Yeah. Um, and that basically she was the entitled one. Which we said Mm -hmm. last week, Goth. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um Taya comes back down, starts to run down the ramp, uh, then stops, which I think Mm -hmm. was a wise move due to the fact that she was wearing ridiculous heels. Yeah. Um she comes into the ring. Tessa runs away. Uh, Taya stands in the ring, saying, "I'm proud to be Johnny's wife." Um, basically, says, "If you think you're the best, you're going to prove it at Homecoming." Because I've spoken to the people backstage, and we are having another match at Homecoming. Yeah. Opinion, Garth.
0: Um, well, I mean, the matches have got better since that Bound for Glory match. Um, I mean, the the both can go and. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to watch another one of their matches and the only problem is I've got a funny feeling that Tessa Blanche is going to drop the belt.
1: Yeah. Um, I really don't want her to, like ever. Um, Because I just think she's brilliant. She's Mm. really, really fantastic and I think she's a good flagpole for that division.
0: I'd love her to have a run like what AJ Styles is having now or like Sam Punk did. Yeah, Keep her exactly. for like a full year.
1: Yeah, it'll be, you know, just build the knockouts division around her. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the problem I have with Taya, I mean, yes, she's a fantastic wrestler. Yes, she's lucha royalty and, um, you know, she's got a fantastic background in wrestling. But I just, she appeared from nowhere mm-hmm. and it just demanded a title match. And I don't know. Yes, they're doing a good job of progressively building heat to this feud and they did a fantastic job where literally Tessa had to cheat to win. But I don't know. I'm mm. just I'm I don't I'm not feeling tired as a champion. And maybe maybe that'll change by homecoming.
0: Yeah.
1: I hope it does. But I don't know, Garth. I don't know. I don't
0: know. No, same.
1: We then cut to Falabar and KM backstage. Um, who continue to sort of Fawn over themselves about how Teva Valkyrie—sorry, oh, not Teva Valkyrie. got Teva Valkyrie on the mind now. Apparently, mm-hmm. how Scarlet Bordeaux has changed their fortunes for the better, despite the fact that you know she hasn't. They lost. Exactly, <laughs> they lost repeatedly. <laughs> um, but KM says he's managed to fight um, backstage and get a match against LAX and Falibos. Very excited, he goes, "Bah!" KM says, "No, no, it's not. It's not for the tag titles. It's a non-title match." And Falabar seems Oof. extremely disappointed, but yeah. <laughs> they seem to be under the proviso that if they beat LAX, then they will get a future tag team title shot. So there is something on the line here, Goth, mm. um, and it was a mercifully short backstage segment. Yeah, thankfully. Which is more than can be said for the absolute shit drizzle we got next. <laughs> what?
0: What is it? <laughs> who
1: are they? Um, so the Rascals, who are a tag team or a faction on the indie scene, um, are coming to Impact in two weeks. Um, and from what I've heard, I've not seen a lot of their stuff, but from what I've heard, they are an exciting tag team. And Lord knows that Impact need to bolster their bloody tag team <laughs> division. Yeah. Um, but this introduction was... How can I put it nicely? Um, Fucking awful. (laughs) This was shit. Basically, they had the three of them, Desmond Xavier, Trey Miguel, Zachary Wentz, they had them in a circle reminiscent of that 70s show. And they were doing the whole pot smoking parody thing where they cut round to each one. But I don't understand why, Garth.
0: No, I've literally on my notes, I've just got written rascals and then question mark, question mark.
1: (laughs) I just, I I, I don't. I get,
0: I mean, I get it to tease, obviously, because for those who don't know who they are, it's these guys are coming, find out more. So they're going to tell us more next week before they actually come. Yeah. But I was just left just totally scratching my head.
1: (laughs) The laugh track was awful. Yeah. And the, the laugh track was set to bits that weren't funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just... I remember watching it and just going, "Oh what? Mm-hmm. What? Are these, what? And <laughs> you've plastered all over social media for impact at the moment on Facebook, on Twitter, on their Instagram, is that the rascals are coming. And I was quite excited at this prospect. But honestly... They just sort like of stone teenagers.
0: Yeah, I think I don't they're trying to that. play on, um, play on the whole um brawl thing again.
1: Maybe, maybe I I don't know, Garth. I'm a little bit confused. Um, hopefully, better things are to come. And like I've said, I've heard great things about the Rascals on the indie scene, and I've heard that they really can go in the ring. Mm-hmm. But this was. This was not a good way to introduce them. It was yeah. it was weird. Like, really weird.
0: And it wasn't even the worst skit of the night. Oh,
1: oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> We've got so many poor backstage skits to talk about, Garth. It's going to be quite fun. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, I know that we are sounding quite negative, but this show was so slow-paced. Yeah. Even the in-ring action, which usually me and Garth will usually say... Yeah that was a really good opening bout. You know there was a really good main event that there, there was there was nothing that exceeded above. Yeah no, that was okay.
0: I mean if I'm honest I think the next match possibly my favorite.
1: Yeah the, I would say match. this was better than both of the singles matches that closed out the show. Yeah. Cuz I'm not counting the Seo Young match. I I would argue that this was the best match of the night. And when it's a match that includes Falabar and KM, you've really got to worry. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we next had a tag team match, a non-title match between the tag team champions of LAX taking on Falabar and KM. Genuinely, and I know you and Chris both laugh at me about my love for Falabar, I thought Falabar held his own in this match.
0: I do. I, th- I thought he was brilliant.
1: <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed this match. I thought it. I thought there was the right level of comedy mixed with actual wrestling skill. Um, and I thought, yeah, it's a good nugget of wrestling. Didn't go mm-hmm. too long. Wasn't a squash match. The only thing I hate about Thalabaric... Well, it's not the only thing. The Scarlet Bordeaux thing is utterly shambolic. But from their moveset, I hate the steamroller.
0: Yeah, it's... it's... I think it's it's funny, but then when KM does it, that's that's not funny. Because why is he doing it? He doesn't have the the weight or anything like that. It's, size. Yeah.
1: Nah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's a stupid, stupid move. But I then Fallabar
0: does does this sort of rolling back kick from outside of the ring, later.
1: Yeah. He's an athletic man. Yeah. And genuinely, I love him. I think he's ace. I thought the opening exchange between Santana and Bar, where they were doing, you know, the whole trying to lock up and yeah. Santa Ortiz on the outside telling Santana to take him off his damn feet already, which was quite funny <laughs> because every time he okay. did, he just bounced off Bar. Which, <laughs> you know, it was little things like that. I thought these two had really good chemistry together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Eventually, LAX got the upper hand, as we, you know, as we expected them to do, and. They won with a sort of a double-team Lion Salt, which I thought was quite cool. Um, Mm. Very good finish, very good match, um, and Falabar genuinely is probably the best thing about this show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely one of...
1: Yeah, which is depressing when you think about who is on the Impact roster, but
0: nevertheless. Certainly not the next part.
1: (laughs) No. Um, So, before we get to... The fucking weird <laughs> segment of the show. Um, we get Sue Young's opponent for tonight, um, Heather Munro, talking about how confident she is she is going to beat Sue Young. Uh, Being interviewed by Mackenzie, Kira Hogan comes into shot and basically Whoa. warns her off fighting Sue Young in the most monotone, yeah. uninterested That's... voice I've ever heard.
0: She's not good at promos. She's not.
1: The thing she was going for, I assume, was, I've just lost my best friend, I'm so sad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But what it came across as is, I've just lost my best friend, I'm bored. <laughs> Which is what a way to get an angle over. But you're right, Kira Hogan, though she has massively improved in the ring, I think both of us can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. her Her promo skills have not improved. <laughs> No, not at all. all. She's still very wooden.
0: It was so, yeah, it was was so bad.
1: Yeah, it was... I like the fact that they are, again, building Young as a genuine threat because me Mm -hmm. and you were concerned that she was just being beaten from pillar to post in the lead up to Bound for Glory. Um, But here she seems to be finally sort of being built up, um, which is good, even if it is, you know, at the behest of a very, very wooden Kira Hogan Ho- Ho- <laughs> brother. But well, that's nothing to this, is it, Garth? Oh, Fuck Jesus Christ, me. <laughs> what is this utter bollocks?
0: It's our favourite person.
1: Scarlet Bordeaux's in the car park. Yeah. And in the car park? In a car park. Don't know why she's <laughs> in a car park. She's walking through the car park. Two men come and sort of fight over her, which is okay, whatever. She then takes the brother rotund one by the hair, says don't I know you from somewhere? And <laughs> says come with me, and leads him off by his hair. <laughs> and then just... this leads into without a shadow of a doubt the worst backstage segment I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> and we'll get onto that in a minute. I'm <laughs> I hate being negative on these reviews because genuinely Impact is a really good product to watch. It really is. And this show I think was just a very it was a very poor show. Yeah. For me anyway. I didn't enjoy sure yeah. watching this this show. I found it a chore to get through and when it's only an hour and a half that's not good. But this stuff with Scarlet Bordeaux it's not going anywhere.
0: It's not it's not good. It's not compelling. It's it's literally just week to week what are we doing? Oh, well, let's just put her on the screen.
1: She, the problem is as well, and again, I've seen her in the ring. She's fantastic in the ring. She can do a Canadian fucking destroyer. <laughs> but her acting is just atrocious. Yeah she's got just no expression in her
0: voice. You just don't she's, you can tell she's just not feeling the character. she's not in there. she's not she's just going through the motions
1: it's ju- it's it's a terrible thing to watch i can't yeah. see how this angle is going to be good at all and i just want it to end <laughs> like the videos weren't even mentioned today That's the videos not were not even mentioned this episode the talent search was not mentioned and i swear to god if they like can it after all we've had to sit through with it i'll be fucking livid <laughs> 'Cause honestly Are you over the moon? <laughs> this is it's bullshit
0: is what it's it is. Totally, it's just uh, It's easily the worst thing about all of the impact, the whole of impact's the worst Since thing. Since
1: we've started watching, yeah. One hundred percent. Because it makes no sense. You know, if she was a heel and she'd been in the ring and, you know, there was actually a storyline attached to it, I could buy into it. Yeah, why not? There was bits about the Eli Drake stuff this week that I actually enjoyed. Yeah. But I don't know, I just I don't find her a compelling character like you say, I don't find this storyline compelling I just feel, feel like she's shoehorned into shows yeah. and it's just definitely. it's such a, a horrible juxtaposition of things anyway, let's stop ragging on Scarlet <laughs> Bordeaux
0: cause the, next bit up... was good. the next bit was fun
1: The next bit was fun and we have got another Scarlet Bordeaux section later on in the show so I suppose I should save up some of my swear words <laughs> for that section because that's even worse um, yeah, the next bit was really, really good, and I am very much looking forward to what is inevitably going to come. So yeah. LAX make it to their clubhouse uh on the back of the Falabar and KM match. Um I enjoyed the fact that Ortiz is making fun of Santana for bar out wrestling him. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I've got a spanner here for you to unlock your knees.
0: Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Um they talk about how the OGs have been non-existent since they beat them, um, and since sorry, Phoenix and Pentagon beat them at um, Final Hour. And Conan says they'll never see them again. Yeah. What a way to bury a tag
0: team! I was, I was just going to say that's like that's line drawn underneath that. Then yeah. So
1: <laughs> sorry, Homicide and uh, Hernandez. Bye bye. You're out. I assume I assume they're going to come back. Th- yeah. There's no way that can be it. Surely.
0: I've got, I don't know, I think I've got a a sneaky suspicion King will be back at some point. King's got to come back, surely.
1: Fair enough if Hernandez and Homicide aren't, they're very old now. But, I mean, come on. As a manager, King's brilliant.
0: I don't know. uh, See, because what happens at the end of this bit here, where they say, right, we're going to offer up a title shot to the Lucha Brothers... And then Conan says no. And they look all a bit pissed off? Yeah. I don't know, I can smell a turn. I can smell a heel turn.
1: From LAX. Yeah. On Conan. Yeah. So you With think, Kings
0: I think King somewhere in the background.
1: So what you think we're gonna get at Homecoming is King managing LAX against Conan managing the Lucha Brothers.
0: I don't know if at homecoming it'll be, but at, even maybe at homecoming They get the match with Lucha Brothers and then they do the turn during the match or something like that.
1: Interesting. I think you're absolutely spot on. I don't think we are done seeing King. I really, really hope we're not. Um, I think the seeds are being planted for Santana and Ortiz to turn on Conan. Yeah. Because especially after they said, but why not? Why not? And Conan just says, I've never steered you wrong, have I? And then walks off without giving an explanation. Yeah. There's something there. I agree, and hopefully, you know, I hope this could be f- this could be a slow build.
0: Yeah, I like
1: that. Slow build it to Slammiversary. next yeah. year. That'd be great. You know, I really enjoy this. If this is a prospect of LAX taking on Pentagon and Phoenix, I am happy. If it happens at Homecoming, if it happens at uh, Slammiversary, that's a match that will steal any show.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, speaking of. LAX, we got our Global Wrestling Network flashback of the week, Garth. <laughs> and do you know what? I actually watched it. Did you? I did, because it's OVE and I love OVE. I,
0: I sort of skipped through it, but I saw the insane sort of stunt. Which one? the match by Homicide.
1: Oh, right, okay. Uh, well, so basically this is all to do with Sammy Callahan's debut with OVE. Um, at Bound for Glory 2016, I think so, I really. want to say, um, and there's a yeah, there's a couple of ridiculous spots. Um, there's one where uh, Ortiz sort of power bombs someone off the stage through a table. Yeah. Uh, Santana frog splashes from the top of the lighting rig.
0: That's what I meant for Santana, not pretty. All
1: right, <laughs> and then there was there was a. There's no protected chair shop.